You're welcome, um, everybody. Good to see you. And uh, I love what God's doing through 1128 Community over in Oak Creek. Isn't that great? Uh, Mike Francisco and his team doing just a fantastic job. And all of this happened uh, during COVID. And I think that's just uh, an amazing work of uh, God. Well, welcome to uh, River Glen. Uh, great to have you with us. River Glen's one church in multiple locations. And so um, er- welcome everybody on the, on the other side of the camera in Pewaukee. And online, and here in Waukesha, whatever your location, thank you so much for joining us for church. Before we dive in, I want to invite everybody to welcome brunch coming up next weekend, next Sunday, both locations, 1030 to 1130. This, if you're new, this is, this is your next step. Great opportunity to find out more about the church, our mission, our, our vision, the direction we're going, get your questions answered, meet some of the staff, enjoy a delicious brunch. You get one of these shirts. We give one of these uh, as a gift to you, the shirt that I'm wearing. Uh, no matter how long you've attended River Glen, if you've never attended uh, Welcome Brunch, we want everybody uh, to go through that and hope you get signed up today. Today we wrap up the series called The Generous Life. Uh, um, some of you uh, know that River Glen started 26 years ago. Actually, this past week we celebrated 26 years. 18 years ago we moved onto this property Right before, just a few days before we moved onto this property, we gave a, a bunch of our equipment. We'd been meeting for seven years at Waukesha West High School renting space, and we gave a bunch of our portable equipment to a new church getting started south of Chicago. Nate Ferguson is, is a pastor, was getting ready to start a church called The Village in Manuka, um, Illinois. And Nate had someone pledge $50,000 to help him start the church. It fell through. He didn't know what he was going to do. And we, we, we heard about this through a friend, and we told Nate, we offered him our e- equipment, and uh, uh, we could have sold it to him, uh, that would have been reasonable, or sold it to somebody else. We needed money, I mean, we were moving into our first building, but we told Nate, you know, other churches have been generous with us, and we'd, we'd love to pass the blessing on to you. And so Nate came up with uh, two trailers and uh, two uh, trucks, and we, say, we said, take whatever you want. And so he takes hundreds of our blue chairs. I mean, we still have a few of those blue chairs, but he took most of them. He took our big portable stage we used at the high school. He took our carts, our tables, our cafe equipment, basically all our portable equipment, thousands of dollars of, of portable uh, equipment. And the church got uh, started. Well, last week, last week, I ran into Nate at a, at a conference and they actually recognized him at this conference because the Village Church has grown to reach uh, 1,500 people each weekend over three uh, campuses. Yeah, let's give God a hand for that. That's awesome. And they told me that they have used those blue chairs that we gave them to start each of those three campuses. You know, sometimes you wonder, you know, if your giving makes a difference. And God loves to take our our small gifts, and multiply them and use them in, in big ways. And I love how people have responded during this series, people of all ages. Check this out. Kendra Muth posted on social media that her daughter, Ayla, she's just three years old. They're watching online. A couple weeks ago, we are talking about generosity, how generosity blesses God and others. And Ayla, three years old, decides she needs to show some generosity. And she uh, gets up get some of her toys, puts them in a box to give away to other 
uh, children at the age of three. Isn't it amazing that even little kids understand the joy of gener- generosity? I love the way that she responded and took action. And today, I want to invite you uh, to not just hear about, think about, talk about a generous life, but to actually take a step of faith and live it out. Because we don't drift into a generous life. We don't stumble into a generous life. It happens on, on purpose. You take an action step, and today's a great opportunity. Sometimes people will ask, you know, why do we talk about money in church? We do, we do a series on it about once a year, and I realize it's a sensitive uh, subject, but I want you to know we're not doing this for the church. We're doing this for you. We want to invite you to a new and better way of living with greater joy and peace. The American Psychological Association reported that 72% of American adults listed money as a source of stress in the last month. And that survey was in 2015. With the global pandemic and rising inflation and shifting markets, financial strain has increased. Maybe, maybe you feel some stress right now because you, know, you don't think you have enough money saved. You don't, you don't think you earn uh, enough, uh, or you know, maybe you've got some debt, maybe there's a school loan that has you worried, maybe you've got appliances breaking at your home or apartment, and you're running out of money before, before the month run, runs out. Financial stress affects marriages, families, and even, even our mental health. One lawyer said that financial stress contributes to 90% of divorces. And so we started this new series a few weeks ago called The Generous Life because God's got a lot to say about how we manage our our money so that we don't just feel so stressed out and so selfish and we live with greater joy and and peace. But here's an even better question, an even more important question than why does the church talk about money? Here's the question. Why did Jesus talk so much? about money. Do you know that out of 39 parables or stories that Jesus told, 17 of them related to money? Now, some scholars estimate as much as 25% of the recorded teachings of Jesus related to money. A couple weeks ago, I showed you this diagram that uh, generosity includes four areas of our life, talk, time, talent, treasure. But think about this. Jesus said more about this treasure, money, than he did the other three combined. Why, why, why is that? It's not because Jesus needed money. I mean, Jesus didn't make money. The reason that Jesus talked about money is because he needed followers. He needed disciples, and he knows that our heart follows our, our treasure. The heart is always found where the treasure is, is placed. You follow the money to see who really is serious about following Jesus. In other words, the way you handle money is the clearest indicator that you give your heart and your trust to Jesus. Now, I know that's not a message, you know, that we hear in our culture. That's not a popular message in our world. The culture says, you know, make money, spend money, save money, keep your, your money. And Jesus comes along and he says, it's, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And that's why we don't, we don't pressure people to give. We don't, we don't want guilt giving. We don't arm twist anybody to give. We just teach people to follow Jesus 
and trust him with your heart and with your treasure, and you will live a blessed life, and God will multiply your generosity and your joy. And so today, I want to give you three reasons why we, why we can give with joy and, and faith and even excitement. And uh, here's the first uh, reason right here, because God deserves it. God deserves first place in our, in our lives. I want to show you a couple of verses from the book of Psalms that make this point. Psalm 24 says this, the earth is the Lord's and some of the things in it. That's not what it says, is it? It says the earth, the entire earth, all of the earth is, is the Lord's and everything in it. But, you know, we don't live that way. We don't talk that way, right? We, you know, we, we, we think, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's my car, it's my house, it's, 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 it's my phone. I work for it. I earned it. But God gave us the ability and the strength to work and earn. The only person who can say mine is God. Now, I want to show you another verse from uh, the book of Psalms. It's actually the last verse in the book of Psalms. But before we do it, I want to invite you to do this exercise with me. Simple, simple exercise. I just want you to take a, a, one deep breath with me. Let's do this together on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. You ever stop and think about how just the ability to breathe is, is an amazing gift from, from God? Last verse in the book of Psalms. Look at how it ends. Let everything that has breath praise God because breathing is such an amazing gift. Now, I've been thinking about breathing um, recently because I came down with some kind of virus back around Christmas time and it turned into bron- bronchitis. And I wasn't getting any better, so I went to the doctor on, on January 10th and got diagnosed with bronchitis. They gave me some medication for it. And next day, January 11th, I remember that because it was my wife's uh, birthday, her, her 39th birthday, January 11th, and we had all these plans, you know, made some evening plans, take her to dinner and celebrate her birthday, but I was feeling, I was feeling worse. And then we canceled it. And then on top of that, on, on January 11th, that night of her birthday, I tested uh, positive for uh, COVID. Some guys give their, 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 their wife jewelry, you know, or clothing. I gave my wife COVID for her birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, fortunately, she had mild symptoms and so did I, but the bronchitis got down into my lungs. The verse says, if you can breathe, thank God. Uh, but we don't think about it that way, do we? I mean, typically we, we thank God for moments that take our breath away, but we don't stop and thank God for the ability to, to breathe. It's amazing. Think about this, how oxygen comes into our lungs and through a complex physiological process, our lungs turn it into something, that air in, into something that can be carried through the blood to various parts of our body for fuel. But it also creates a toxin called carbon dioxide that must be removed. And our lungs expel the carbon dioxide so that we can breathe 20, and we do this 23 thousand times a a, a day. And one day you and I will take our last breath and realize the myth that we live independent, self-sufficient lives because we depend on God 23,000 times a day to breathe his air. That's why the psalmist says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And when we realize how much God has given us, even the air that we breathe, how much we depend on him, I mean, it opens our hands, doesn't it? And it opens our heart 
to begin to want to give him first place in every area of our life. And it reduces our worry because God is good and God has an abundance and he promises to take care of us. That's why throughout scripture we read about people who discover the generosity of God and they find themselves willing to give in extraordinary, unreasonable, even absurd ways. For example, we read about a single woman in a culture that had no safety net for, for women. Her life savings are in a bottle of perfume. And she takes that bottle, opens it up, and pours all of it on Jesus. In that moment, in the room, people criticized her. People thought Jesus should tell her to stop. But instead, look at what Jesus said. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deeds will be remembered and discussed. Notice how Jesus refers to the good news here. Apparently, this woman understood some of the good news. What is the good news? The good news is that God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die for our sins, the most radical act of generosity Ever. And when you're overwhelmed by Jesus, like this woman, it changes the way that you handle your treasure. Last weekend, Garrett gave just a fantastic uh, message. If you missed it, I hope that you'll go back and, and watch it. He offered a 90-day tithing uh, challenge. The word tithe simply means one-tenth. God created this, this standard of tithing as the benchmark for generosity. In the Old Testament, you return 10% of your income to God and you live on 90% as a way to recognize that, that it all comes from him and you put him first. And I'm just so encouraged. Last weekend, we had 73 people or, or, or families text the word bless to join our 90-day tithe uh, challenge. That's awesome. What a great way to honor God. He deserves it. And, and I'm just excited to see how God will bless you and multiply what you give. Here's a second reason why you can give with joy and faith and even excitement. If you follow Jesus, Scripture says that you are a, a citizen of heaven. Heaven is, your, heaven is your ultimate home. And so life on this earth is temporary and short. And uh, I brought along this teapot as a, a reminder, Marty and I bought this a couple weeks ago at an estate sale. Anybody ever been to an estate sale? This is my first one. I've never been to an estate sale uh, before. Our neighbor across the street, Joan, uh, our neighbor and friend, she, she, bought, she passed away in January. She was 86 years old, just the, the best neighbor you could ask for. She was, she was kind. She would go out a couple times a day and walk her dog, Finley, and we would often see her and talk to her. She was always friendly and and, and willing to help us out. So she passed away, and her family had an estate sale. And um, uh, Marnie and I went over and uh, walked through her house, and it felt so strange to walk through Joan's house and see w without her, and to see all her possessions, her, you know, her, her, her cups, her plates, her utensils, her, her, her appliances, her furniture, and, and everything's for sale because Joan, Joan would not need them um, anymore. And so Marnie and I, we bought this uh, teapot as a reminder of our friendship with uh, Joan and as a reminder that life on this earth is short and heaven is our true, um, our true, 
a home. I'm going to tell you a story about this I came across that will probably make you roll your eyes. A few years ago in Sydney, Australia, a father sells the uh, family car for $15,000 to pay down some of his mortgage and to pay some bills. And don't ask me why, but he had to hold on to the cash for a few days. And instead of you know, putting it in the closet or hiding it under the mattress, he puts the $15,000 cash in the oven, in the kitchen. Yeah, you can tell where this is going. <laughs> because they didn't use the oven. Well, later that day, his wife comes into the kitchen and preheats the oven to uh, warm up some chicken nuggets for the uh, kids. And I know what you're probably thinking. Why would you put your money, why would you put your treasure someplace where it will dis- dis- disintegrate and, and crumble? I mean, that, that, that doesn't seem to make sense. That seems foolish. Why would a person do that? And that's exactly the question that Jesus asks each one of us. Jesus says, um, don't store up your treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. It's, it's a bad investment, Jesus says, because treasure on, on earth will eventually uh, disintegrate and lose value. The house that I'm living in right now, you know, I mean, one day another family's going to move into that house. The car that you're driving 10, 15 years from now, it's going to be in the junkyard or sold for parts. Your, your phone, the battery's going to wear out. Your clothes are, are going to wear out. Doesn't mean you shouldn't have those things, but Jesus says, remember that earthly treasures don't last very long. And then Jesus says, store, store up, uh, store, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Jesus says, if you trust me, you're going to send some of your treasure ahead to heaven where you can enjoy it for millions and millions of, of, of years. It's a much wiser investment. God's going to multiply your joy. Every time you show kindness and compassion and generosity toward another person, you invest in heavenly treasure. Every time you serve another person, whether they thank you or not, whether they even notice or not, the bank in heaven notices, and you're, you're richer. Every time you give to help spread the message of Jesus, every time you give to our mission of making more and better followers of Jesus, you lay up treasure in heaven that'll last for eternity, and it'll bring you peace and joy and confidence right now because it reveals that you really give your heart and your trust to Jesus. All right, one more reason we can give with joy and, and faith and even excitement because your life will overflow. Throughout Scripture, I mean, God promises that when you give generously, he is gonna, he's going to multiply it and bless you in ways that will, that will just overflow in your life. Check out Proverbs chapter 3. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, then your barns will be filled. Here's the word. Overflowing. And your vats will brim over with new wine. God fills this person's life up so much, nothing can contain it. God fills their life up, maybe with joy, with, with, with peace, with, with, with purpose, with protection, with confidence in God's provision, and it just overflows. Jesus made a similar uh, promise. He said, give, um, and it'll be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. Notice how it's disproportional. 
you, you give, you don't, you don't just get back what you gave. No, it's, 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 it's multiplied, it's pressed down, it's shaken together, it's, it's running over, and it'll be poured into your, into your lap. It reminds me of a, uh, a place called Nelson's Ice Cream in uh, Minnesota. Anybody ever been to Nelson's Ice Cream? So, okay. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's an amazing place. My son went to uh, college uh, up in Minnesota. It's around the Twin Cities. If you like ice cream and you go to the Twin Cities, stop at, at Nelson's. They give ridic- they have good ice cream, but they give ridiculous uh, portions. I was at a, a conference and went there with our staff a few months ago. These are smalls. This is the smallest size that they have. I mean, that ice cream. They scoop it, and I mean, they press it into your cup, they pack it in there, and they keep going, and it's just overflowing, and I love it. I mean, it melts down the side. It gets on your, gets on your, 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 uh, your hand, and that's why if you go to Nelson's, oftentimes the line is out the door. I mean, people go to Nelson's because of the massive portions. Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying that if you give you know, financially that you're going to overflow uh, financially. I'm not saying... If you do the 90-day tithe challenge that you're going to get all your money back uh, plus, plus uh, more, that's not always true. Um, God promises if you give, he's going to give back to you. And it may be financial or it may be uh, joy. It may be health. It may be protection. It may be a relational blessing. But Jesus makes it clear that when you give, it'll be given back to you in some way. And it's disproportional. It's multiplied. It's uh, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, that'll be uh, poured into your uh, lap. I'm going to use some uh, cereal here to uh, illustrate what I'm talking about. Um, any, anybody, anybody like cornflakes? Anybody like cereal? Any cereal eaters uh, in the crowd today? Oh, yeah, I'm, I love cereal. And, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe cornflakes or, or cereal. I'm a Captain Crunch guy. Personally, I really go uh, for that. Our granddaughter, Emily, is three. She loves uh, cereal. They don't have it at their house. Uh, we do. And uh, she talks about cereal. She loves to come to grandma and grandpa's house and, and eat uh, cereal. She really enjoys it. You ever do this where you go to the store and, you know, you, you buy a big box of cereal like this is family size, and you think, whoa, it's going to be filled with cereal. That's going to be, you know, a lot of cereal in that uh, uh, box. I'm going to take a little risk here. I haven't opened this, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and open this up, and let's see, let's see exactly how full um, this box of cereal is. Okay, so, yeah, I don't know if you can see this. Oh, yeah, all right, so that's like half, maybe two-thirds. It's, it's like... That's where the, the, the cereal is. And my point is, you know, that's not how God blesses you, okay? Uh, God doesn't make a cornflake promise to you, okay? God, God blesses you in a, a lavish way. What, did, what does the verse say? It says, uh, Jesus says, give, and he says, it'll be, um, he says it'll be given to you, right? Good, good measure, he says, and then uh, it's not disproportional. Uh, wh- what does it say? It says, uh, press down, right? Like that there. And uh, there's room for more cereal now, right? Press down. 
and uh, more cereal. And then it says press down. And then he says uh, shaken together, right? So, so now there's room for even more cereal in here. And, and then it says what? It'll be multiplied. And it's just going to be pouring out and overflowing in your, in your lap. And uh, I'm sorry to make such a mess on the stage. We'll get this cleaned up. I apologize to the production team. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get some brooms out uh, later on. But I just want to illustrate to you this, this biblical truth, this teaching in the Bible, this promise that's made by the great promise maker, Jesus himself. If I give generously, um, he will bless you with good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing and multiplying in your, in your life. Here's my question. Do you believe that verse? I do. I don't think Jesus would lie to us. And if you believe that, if you believe that, you're going to want to give joyfully, abundantly, in a way that clearly indicates you trust Jesus with your heart and your treasure. By the way, this verse here, in the original language, the word give here is in the active, active tense. It carries with it the idea of habitual giving. I'm sure God blesses individual acts, but Jesus is talking about recurring giving, uh, making this uh, a habit. And so this is something that's part of your financial plan. It's part of your lifestyle. It's part of your budget. And God will bless you in a lavish way, but you've got to take action. Maybe some of you sense God leading you to start giving and making it a, cons- a consistent part of your life. Maybe for some of you, you're feeling led to set up recurring giving. It's real easy to do. If you give to River Glen, you can go to our website and get that set up. That's what I do, and it really helps me to be consistent in my giving. Maybe some of you already do that, and God's leading you to go to the next level and show your trust and your faith in him so that he can release more blessings into your life. Maybe some of you are feeling led uh, to do the 90-day tithing uh, challenge. Try it for 90 days. 90 days will take you to the end of May, about Memorial Day uh, weekend. We'll send you a weekly email to encourage you. But I want you to know something. This is not like a gimmick that we thought of. It comes right out of Malachi uh, chapter 3. Bring the whole tithe, God says, into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Only place in the Bible where God says, test me. Put me to the test. Start tithing in your finances and see if I won't just open up the window of heaven and pour out blessing into your life. And so we invite you to give this a try. Here's, here's how you do it. You, you can just take out your phone and text the word BLESS to 262-500-4004. You'll receive a, a simple form to fill out. And then uh, give for 90 days, try it, try it for 90 days. And if you don't feel like God's blessed you, if you feel like this has been a mistake for you, let our bookkeeper, Julie, know. And she'll refund your money. No questions asked. Try for, for, for 90 days, and if you don't feel like God has blessed you, uh, let us know, and we'll return that. No questions asked. It's a great opportunity for, for, for new people to try tithing. Try it out. We take the risk. This takes the risk out of it. This is also a good opportunity for those of us who already uh, tithe to reaffirm our commitment for the next 
90 days. I signed up. I'm doing it. I need the weekly encouragement. Or uh, maybe you want to try giving beyond a tithe for 90 days. Or maybe you used to tithe and you've drifted or stopped. And this is a great opportunity to to jump back in and uh, try it for 90 days. Marnie and I uh, started tithing when we got married uh, 34 years ago. And we have um, always given our tithe to the church where we uh, worship. And then we give offerings to organizations above that uh, tithe. And I'll tell you the reason why we give the tithe uh, to the church is because in Scripture, the church is called the bride of of Jesus. The church is is the only organization that Jesus is the head of. And so we direct our tithe to the church, and then we give offerings above that to other organizations. And we get so much joy out of giving and seeing God change more lives. We will always do this. This past week, we took another step. And I just want to invite you to take whatever step of generosity God leads you to take. You'll discover that it is more blessed to give than to receive. It will clearly indicate that that you follow Jesus, and God will take what you give and and bless you, and he's going to multiply it and use it to grow his kingdom. Let me pray for us. God, thank you that you are such a, a, a good God, such a generous God. You've given us so much. Every breath is a, is a, is a miracle and a gift from you. And to think, God, that, that you long, you desire to pour out more blessings in our lives so that it's overflowing. It's such a joy to follow you and serve you. God, I pray that you would speak to us about putting you first in our lives. Not just in a few areas, but put you first in every area because we want to honor you. You deserve it. God, thank you that we can store treasure in heaven and we can trust you to keep all your promises to take care of us and take what we give and multiply it. Change more lives and grow your kingdom. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.